How are we doing this morning? Good, good, good. It is a good morning for sure, and uh, what a praise for the moisture, what a praise for uh, for everything, I, and uh, I'm glad that uh, a few more are here this morning than the moisture-bound people maybe last week, so it's good. Uh, I, I wanted to, uh, two weeks ago, it's been more than that, three weeks ago since we've had class, I think. Weeks. We, we, we talked about a particular verse, and, and I um, said that we would have a little more opportunity, a little more time to talk about it if we wanted to. Um, and, and I want to I want to share this verse with you. It's Colossians three. Uh, if you don't remember the verse, it was Colossians three, verse. 24. And I want to give us the opportunity to talk about it this morning if we want to. And if we don't, we're going to move on. But I want to give opportunity. So it's uh, Colossians 3, verse 24, and it says this. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Uh, sorry, I started in 23. Not for men, since you know what you will receive since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Um, there's some other, it is, I'll keep reading, it is in the Lord Christ you are serving. Does anybody else have a different translation for verse 24 in their Bible? I know Nathan. It's a heart for him. 
It's a heart saying, I, I want to do for you, Jesus, because you've already done everything for me. And I think in that, that's the mindset. So three weeks ago, we got into a little topic about uh, judgment and talking about um, reward and what that means in a judgment seat. It is the judgment for believers or non-believers. And I wanted to give opportunity to talk about that this morning if we wanted to. And if we don't, we're going to move on to chapter 4. Um, but in that, um, it, it was said that um, that when it's time for us to go, and when we go meet our king, that there will be a judgment seat and we will have to answer for all of our sin. I'm going to tell you right now, I completely disagree with that. I completely disagree with that because sin is already taken care of. It was taken care of at the cross. And, and we don't have to walk with all the weight of that sin on our shoulder, on our back, because Jesus says, I've taken it. It's all accomplished. It is finished. And when he said it's finished, it wasn't about his life. He was talking about sin. I am taking all sin, and I am defeating death. And so, when we talk about a judgment seat and, and reward, it's not about heaven or hell. And I think that we made that pretty clear last time. It's not about heaven or hell, the judgment seat. But is there a judgment seat for the believer? Is that a fair question? Uh-oh. Pretty deep this morning, isn't it? You have salvation. You have inheritance of that. 
And so when we get to the reward side of that, is there going to be some reward? We can't deny that there's some scriptures that talk about reward. And that excites me, to be honest. Do I have all the answers for the reward? No. No. But is there going to be a punishment for believers? No, and I think that is, is what I want to make clear today. That there is no punishment in heaven. And, and if there's a verse that, or several verses that, that anybody has to disagree with that, let's talk about it. And, and, and open that door, because I, I don't, I can't find any verse that says that there is punishment for the believer. Will Tucker get more reward than me? Probably. <laughs> Probably, but I, I, it won't matter. You know? Um, but there won't be punishment. The punishment that it talks about in all the Word is for the non-believer. And, and, and even when we go into Revelations and talk about the judgment seat, that judgment seat of punishment is for the non-believer. It's for the one who never confessed. The church is already taken, taken up. It's not even talking about the church. So it is absolutely for the non-believer. And there will be a punishment that I can't even fathom for that. And so I think when we get back to this verse of walking in Him because you know your inheritance... And that should be our vision. That should be our eyes. That should be our goal, right? When we walk in Him. Um, go ahead. I was just thinking about that word reward. I think the only way that us humans can think about a reward is in a worldly way. It's going back to what Nathan said. I don't think you better start defining what reward might even mean. Yeah. I. Exciting. It's cool. It's a positive word. I like that. It's going to be cool. Whatever it is. But, well, when you start putting worldly definition of that, I don't, I don't really can. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't anything plus Christ. No. There's no addition to anything. No addition. I, I, I agree with you when it becomes worldly because I, you know, I go to the reward of, well, do we get to eat Jeff's bacon? <laughs> in there, or do we have to eat green beans for breakfast? I mean, you know, like <laughs> I, I don't, the, the, and I don't mean to downplay it at all, but the, it's an earthly reward that all—that's all that we can think of in reward. But Nathan's right. There's nothing plus Christ. It's Christ. It, 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 it's sufficient in in the the term that we can't even fathom of what complete sufficient means. It is Him. It is completed and. Man, I, I can't I can't wrap my head around it, but I praise him for it. And and I think when we start thinking about that reward um, and we get tied up in that, it's something that can just take us away from what what we need to be thinking about. To, to me, for there to be, and I, and I understand that there's going to be some sort of reward, but if if there's depending on what a reward is. Got to do a good work. Well, if a good work is 
when you're fully abiding in Christ, then, then that really is His work, and you haven't done anything. So if your desire is for the reward, then anything you do isn't going to get you the reward anyway. <laughs> so if the, if the full abiding faith in Christ is what produces it, then that's got your focus is on Him, not on the reward, and then you get it. So, so it's really just right back. The circle has been completed to a faithful abiding in Christ. Is the point? Yeah. And what comes from that is is unimportant. At that point. Absolutely, absolutely, and I. I think my main point today in talking about this, though, is I wanted us to be all on the same page that your reward is heaven. And there may be more reward than that, and that's okay. But the understanding that it is complete in Him when you allow Him to be your Savior, you get the reward of heaven. Your inheritance is there, period. It's not in and out. It's not, whew, I sinned pretty bad today. I better go seek forgiveness and receive heaven again. It's not. It's completed in Him. And when we come to Him and we truly give Him our heart, and we can go down the road of, well, did you really give your heart? I'm not going there. If you give your heart to Him and you accept Him, you have the inheritance of heaven. And you are heirs with Christ. This may be going off a little bit too far. No, that's all right. If you have, if you accepted Jesus and you have that inheritance, and you have the people that clearly have rejected Him, do you think there's people still in the world that haven't had the opportunity to know? Like, what do they get if they to know Jesus? Yeah. You know what? Um, there is, there is. Um, Seven or eight verses that tell me the whole world knows Christ. Um, I don't know that there's a place on our earth that doesn't have an opportunity to know Jesus. Um, and, and maybe there's some mission fields that it's very difficult to get them to know Jesus, to, to allow them to know Him. But... There are several verses that says the whole world will know. And I think in that, um, I don't want to go down the road of, well, the person in the third world country didn't get an opportunity, so what are we going to do with him? I, I don't know all that God worked with that. You know, I mean, uh, what I know is this, that they're all around us, they have the opportunity to know Jesus. And if somebody wants to deny him right here or not really come to him, not give him their heart, that's the choice that they're making, and that choice is theirs. Um, for the one who Jesus Christ was never put in front of them, I don't know. I, uh, and I didn't know if that was maybe an option. I just think of like people that love Jesus and accept him, but due to maybe where they're at or something, they can't, or they're you know they're afraid for their physical life. To tag on to that, sorry. I I don't worry about Emory anymore because I really think she has Jesus in her. But, Amen. but, you know, I worried about it early on. If she's not 
or somebody who's developmentally disabled, not able to comprehend who Jesus was. And Jesus says, Jesus talks about, and I, growing up it was always an age thing, right? A, 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 an age of accountability, um, that they need to confess Jesus. I, I don't think it's an age thing, it's a maturity. It's a maturity uh, to confess Jesus. Because Jesus says in Matthew that, that these children are mine, and, and yes, he's talking about all children of Christ, yes. But also he's talking about children in that, and that... And then when we tie in some other verses into that, it's a it's a a maturity of confession of Jesus Christ. And so when we start talking about um, especially challenged kids, adults, doesn't matter. Uh, they may never reach that maturity level to make that decision. Some of them do, but some may not. Jesus says they're not. We're also called to have a childlike faith. So, being disabled, you know, developmentally disabled, mm -hmm. they they have the childlike faith. You know, they have that there already. I, mean, I don't see that as a once again a maturity issue. We're at, we're yeah. called to be like children. We're called to have that childlike faith where we just believe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think of that song, he's got the whole world in his hands, and for years and years and years, you know, they say, "Oh, people have to go ask God just one question." And and I've always struggled with um, just the, the human sex trafficking, the child abuse that goes on, and how these kids. And it's and I still to this day, as a 39-year-old, you know, I still pray, God, when I hear on the news or read about these kids that were abused, I'm like, I pray that their breath was taken away and they felt no pain in those end times when they were just being, you know, beaten to death. But yet, He's got the whole world in His hands, and isn't that the same for? Every baby we've ever miscarried, or a stillborn birth, or you know, I have a niece that lived for six months with trisomy 19, and you know, didn't you know, saying he's got the world, and so some of those things I think we don't need to worry, you know, because he just you know, he takes care of them. They are his. They are his. And and um, yeah, and I think we can stand that fact with with scripture backing it up that that they are his. And, and you're right, a, a childlike faith. And, and um, those kids are already blessed with heaven. They have the inheritance and and uh, uh, yeah. No need to fear in, in that because it is they they are his and he made them in his image and they are his. And you're right, a, a miscarriage is Children that lose life uh, soon after life begins for them. Um, yeah, uh, there is, there is. They have it. They have the reward. They just didn't get the opportunity to <coughs> deal with all the struggles <laughs> the devil tries to throw. We'll go with that, and and um, um, maybe they're more blessed than we are. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on next time. Uh, I'm going to be gone next week. Uh, 
Then Easter week, we have no class. So in three weeks, <laughs> we're going to start back uh, in, in Colossians 4, verse 2. And it's going to be good, because I'm going to read just the first part here. It says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open the doors for our message, so that we may proclaim the mysteries of Christ. It's going to be good. So, three weeks, we'll be back. Colossians 4. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you that, that we can stand the fact that when we call on your name, we are saved. We are born again. We have the inheritance of heaven. And God, there, there's probably some reward in heaven beyond more than heaven. But God, don't let us get uh, wrapped up in that. You, you, there's nothing plus. As, as Nathan said, there's nothing plus you. And what a blessing that is. And I just thank you that, that we have your word and that we can dig into it and just seek you. Lord, we thank you for life, true life in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.